Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton, and my purpose here is simple. I wanna help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. Today I wanna share with you the four best models to get to 10K a month. These are the things that I would look at, the things I would look to if I was starting from scratch today, if I was wanting to get to 10K a month this year. I hit my first 10K a month five and a half years ago and now $7 million down the track. This is what I would do if I had to start off with no skills and no audience, but with a little bit of the knowledge that I have now about what models and industries to look to. The first thing I want you to understand is that this is doable for you. I have seen so many different types of people, different levels of skills, expertise, different backgrounds, different cultures, ethnicities, from countries all around the world with different offers, niches, and models get to 10K a month. So I want you to scrap this idea that there is one way to get to 10K a month, that there's the perfect niche, that there is the only the one grand slam offer. There are so many different things. But the second thing I need you to understand is that this might not be something that works for you on your first go. Meaning like the, the thing that you Google, the, the thing that you might choose from this video might not be successful on its first run. So while there are so many ways to get to 10K a month, there might only be a few that make the most sense for you and your skill set and your expertise and experience right here today. The third thing I want to tell you as we get into this is that the strategy is actually the easiest part. Now you might be sitting here thinking that you're one video away from finding the perfect niche that exists. Here is the gold mine, here is the one opportunity to double down on. But what I'm here to remind you of is that the strategy is actually the easy part. The hard part is an execution, but specifically when it comes to execution, it is evolving from who you are into who you need to become to earn six figures a year. Because this is not just about hitting 10K a month one time. This is about working towards financial freedom. It's about having time freedom. It's about having location freedom. And so we wanna help you build a business that as it gets bigger, life gets better. You don't just hit one month, one month, and then go backwards. We wanna build towards consistency. So strategy, that's the easy part. The hard part is the skill set and the evolution it takes to going from where you are to where you wanna to get to. With that being said, let me walk through the four areas, the four models, the four industries I would look at if I was starting from scratch today. Drum roll. Number one, sales. Now this hopefully isn't surprising to some of you, but the reality is, is in the online space, there are businesses all around the world searching for great salespeople, new salespeople, people that can help them book calls, take calls, people that can help them sell more of their stuff. And if I was just starting out, I would understand that firstly, sales is one of the best skill sets you could ever learn. And in fact, it might be one of the most important. Whether you become a coach eventually, run an ads agency, whatever it might be, it's gonna require sales skills to sustain that success. And so there are two main roles within the sales world I would look at considering. The first is what's known as appointment setting or SDR, a sales development representative. These are the people who go out and prospect that actually build rapport with prospects, whether it's through cold email, cold outreach, whether it's a Facebook group, whatever it might be. These are the people that turn leads into sales opportunities for closers. Now with sitting, it's firstly a great entry level role. No one is looking for the appointment center with 10 years experience, right? That person typically doesn't exist because they move on to other things within sales. And so you have that working for you where anyone could be an appointment center. Anyone with some hunger, some drive, some coachability can find 
a well-positioned appointment sitting role. Now, here's the really important caveat with sitting is that typically, not always, but typically, this is not the role that's gonna get you to 10K a month. You might get to three, four, five, and it might be better than where you are now, but it won't get you all the way to 10K a month in most instances. And that brings us to number two part of sales, which is closing. Oftentimes what happens is in our industry, especially experienced appointment setters don't really exist because the moment they get experienced and really good at appointment setting, they typically step into closing. Closing is where you can make some insane money. Now, keep in mind, we all know broke salespeople. So it's not like you land the sales gig and all of a sudden you're crushing it, you're making money, the, the kind of world's falling at your feet. But what's happening is if you get the right opportunity with the right business, a business that has credibility, that has lead flow and simply needs skilled salespeople, to take booked conversations into closed clients, it's an amazing training ground to not only build your skills, but to make great money. Many of these companies will actually pay you 10% of whatever it is you sell. So if you do the math on that, if you're selling a $5,000 program for someone, you only need 20 of those sales across a month to make $10,000. Obviously the numbers work up in your favor. If you sell a more expensive thing, it might be a little bit harder, but you earn more money. This is typically a commission-based role, but it is one that I would not shy away from. It takes work, it takes guts, it takes skills, but it's an incredible opportunity that if I was starting out at any age today, I would highly look at the model and industry of sales. Number two is this idea of content marketing. Now, five years ago when I was getting started, all the rage was ads agencies, right? Ty Lopez came out with the course, Sam Ovens came out with the course. Everyone was trying to build their credibility and their business around running an ads agency. And while I still believe you can make great money and I have clients myself that run ads agencies that do that, I would be looking at content agencies and content marketing as a skill set and a model that I would be looking to develop and step into this year. There are a couple of different pieces to look at content marketing because it's not just one broad industry. There are actually sub models within that that you can look at. The first if you uh, spend any time on social media at all, you understand that short form is a huge thing right now. So firstly, you can learn how to create short form videos in an hour or two on YouTube. So the entry, uh, the barrier to entry for you to get good at this and learn the skill is very low. What that means is lots of other people are also doing it. That doesn't mean you won't be successful in it. What it does mean is you need to develop a skills and a unique style and maybe even a unique niche within that. So you might go follow up with people and reach out to people who have podcasts and then offer to create short forms from that podcast. And you might create a unique style based on the unique brand. You might have a, a special way of doing it that's different to other people. But the key is, is that this is a huge need for a lot of content creators, is they have content that is long in nature and they're looking to turn it into short form content. And this is where this skill set in this model of short form agency work, short form editing is so key. Number two is long form editing. So this is an example of long form, right? Long form can be anything from kind of five minutes to five hours. It might be a direct to camera like this. It might be a podcast. People are looking for editors. In fact, even right now as I'm, as I'm shooting this video, we're looking for like new editors right now to join our team. It is an in-demand skill set for people who are actually good at it. Not people who can walk, uh, like, like talk the talk, but people who can walk the walk. And so if you're looking for an opportunity to become a valued part of a team or maybe build an agency where you have multiple clients, this is an incredible way to make great money. Building the skill set of whether it's editing vlogs, whether it's editing videos like this, whether it's sitting down and editing podcasts, I would choose a niche, an angle, a focus within long form. I wouldn't just call yourself a long form editor. You might be like, I post, produce and edit podcasts for YouTube. 
right? That might be a focus that you have. But again, this, this is a huge industry and a huge model that I'd really heavily look at, especially if you are more creative in nature and love the kind of creative side of work. Number three, under content, is uh, podcast editing, right? So you can actually become really good at the audio and post-production side of, of podcasts. So you might not be doing video, but you could be doing audio. You could be working on all the distribution, taking a person's podcast and pushing it to all the platforms, writing the descriptions, getting the SEO right, figuring out the headlines. Podcast agencies are a huge opportunity. Number four under this would be thumbnails. So there is massive demand for thumbnail design. If you've never stepped into this world of YouTube before, you need to understand that there are two things that influence the success of someone's YouTube strategy more than anything else. The click-through rate and the retention time. So if you look at the click-through rate piece, there are two pieces of that, the headline and the thumbnail. And the thumbnail, in fact, this might be an interesting fact for some of you, Mr. Beast spends $100,000 per thumbnail. Not because it costs one person to make one thumbnail $100,000, it's because he has so many thumbnail designers spinning up so many different ideas so that they can choose from the best. There are many people like me that are looking for great thumbnail editors. And so rather than being a jack of all trades, you can narrow down into just YouTube thumbnails and you can get even more specific. You can be YouTube thumbnails for coaches and consultants, for uh, health and fitness coaches. Whatever it might be, there is a huge opportunity in that. And then number five underneath content marketing is copywriting. I've made millions of dollars through writing words on Facebook, Instagram, through email. And one of the things that happens in a business like mine is as you scale, I sometimes have less time to focus in on that part of my business. And so I've actually hired a copywriter to take videos that I have, turn them into transcriptions, and then edit them into post format. Now, you might be able to take that model and, and create a business out of it. Maybe you're writing words from scratch. Maybe you're writing sales pages. Maybe you're writing social media posts. Whatever it is, copywriting is a huge skill set and a huge opportunity. And we're going to talk about AI in a moment, but there's also a huge opportunity to pair copywriting and AI so that you can provide even more value to even more people. Number three, best model to get to 10K a month if I was going to start over this year would be looking at AI. So the fact is, is that AI is currently changing and forever changing the way that online businesses run. And so if you take the example of online entrepreneurs that have something to sell or something to say on the internet, AI is something that can accelerate people's influence like nothing else. And so I would look at AI in one of two ways. Either you figure out how to leverage AI to do the things we've already talked about. There are AIs right now, softwares and sites that actually take long form clips and turn them into short form clips for free or very cheap. So if you're running an agency, you could get way more output for way more clients simply by utilizing AI as a part of your value stack, as a part of the way that you deliver. Even with thumbnail design, even with graphic design in general, you can utilize AI to do that. When it comes to podcasts where there is multiple cameras and multiple people speaking, that would normally take editors hours to edit. Now with simple AI tools, you can use those tools to have those podcasts edited to a very high professional standard in just a matter of minutes. So I would look at AI and the different tools available and ask myself, how can I use these and package these to sell them as a service? Because oftentimes those AI tools come with a learning curve. And you might be thinking, well, why would someone use me if they could just do it themselves? And the answer is saving them time right? They would have to learn it. They would have to run it. But if you do it on their behalf, you can work with way more clients because you don't have to hire a massive team to do it. You're just simply using artificial intelligence to do it for you and do it with you. And you can also uh, make way more money because you can work with way more people. And then the last piece of this 
is realizing that it doesn't actually take that much to become an AI expert in today's age. Now, what I don't mean is you watch three YouTube videos and you put AI expert in your Twitter handle, right? That's not what I'm saying. But there are so few people that actually know what to do with AI. Let's take a tool like ChatGPT, for example. I know it's a phenomenal tool. I know that it can really help my business. I don't know how to use it for my business right now. I've used it a couple of times, I've figured a few things out, but there is still a lot I need to learn. If someone was willing to spend the 20, 30, 40, 50 hours, 100 hours, 200 hours, getting phenomenal at ChatGPT, and then reached out to me with a value proposition of, I'll bring in a ChatGPT system that will help you do X, Y, Z in your business, I would probably pay that person a handsome amount because what they've done is the legwork and the hard work to remove the guesswork for me. And so AI is a massive tool whether you were using it to deliver services to people or whether you're using it as a tool to coach or consult, which leads me to number four. And this is a really important point. I work with coaches and consultants primarily, but that's not the place that I would suggest most people start. If you have low skills, low expertise, low experience, then I would start by doing stuff for people, providing a service so you can actually get the experience, expertise, and skills needed to eventually maybe coach and consult on it. But for some of you, you might have already experienced things. You might have already developed an expertise by maybe you've gone through a health and weight loss transformation. I have a friend, Katie, she's amazing. And she went through an incredible postpartum journey of like being in shape, having a baby, going through all of that process of having the baby and pregnancy obviously changed the way she looks. And then she got back into phenomenal shape afterwards by using a specific system that she developed. She then started coaching women on that system because it was a result that she achieved for herself. I had another client called Joshua and Joshua was a really successful investor. So rather than Joshua stepping into the online space and going, okay, I'm gonna build credibility by editing videos for people, he simply took the knowledge that he had already been successful with and he used it to coach and consult in that area. When I first started, my first five clients were a wide range, right? I was building a website for a building company, I was managing social media for a supermarket, I was running ads for a vehicle financing place. But two of my clients, right from the get-go, my very first two clients were coaching clients. And I had spent years as a youth pastor developing the skill of communication, and I simply took that skill of knowing how to communicate to people in person, and I took it online. And so I worked with a real estate agent in helping them develop an online strategy, and I worked with an online personal trainer, helping him get his message out, that his something to say, his something to sell, and I leverage my skills to actually help them do better in that realm. So it's not about needing to go through five years of XYZ done for you service to then build the credibility of coaching and consulting. If you already have a skill set, if you already have experience, if you already have an expertise, that might be something you can jump into now. But here are my caveats on this. Your first 5, 10, 15 clients, you should not be thinking about scalability. You should be thinking about momentum. So what this is about is your first 10 to 15 clients, you wanna do everything you can to get them to say yes to you. You wanna be committing to things and over-delivering to such a level that you're confident that they're going to say yes, rather than thinking, well, how would this work at 50 clients? You're not at 50 clients. You don't need to figure that out right now. Figure out how to get your first 5, 10, 15 clients by giving more than other people are willing to give and probably charging less than other people are willing to charge to generate one thing, which is momentum. And that momentum is going to give you massive confidence, massive experience, massive skill set for you to then offer less and charge more over time as your time and skills are worth more to people. So I want to reiterate a couple of things. Firstly, you can do this, right? I believe in you. People are in worse situations than yours, people with less skills than you, people with less experience than you, 
Do this all the time. If you're maybe at the start of the journey or you've been in it for a while, I wanna be the voice of maybe someone who's a little bit further ahead than you to say, you've got this, you're capable of this, I've got your back, I'm in your corner, I'm on your side, I'm cheering you on. Number two, the first thing you choose might not be the winning thing. So it's not about being married to anything, it's about dating a few things and in the start, it's even okay to try a few different things. Maybe I call it like the shotgun approach. You might not be crystal clear on the person you wanna work with, the niche you wanna work within, the industry you wanna commit yourself to. So try a few different things. And the third thing is understanding that it's so simple on the strategy side where people get tripped up is on the execution, right? It's easy to know what to do. It is hard to do it. It's hard to, to become the person, to develop the skills, to develop the level of self-mastery where this becomes possible for you. But it is possible and I wanna reassure you of that. And these are five industries and models, sorry, four industries and models that I would suggest that you look at if you were starting over below 10K a month, looking to get to 10K a month and sustain it as fast as possible. So I'm hoping this video was helpful. If you liked it, hit like. If you haven't already subscribed, hit subscribe and I'll catch you in another video. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt gonna be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.